a KQED HD production. Lorena. I'm 14 and I'm a freshman at Castro Valley High School. A year ago is when I really set out to lose weight. Right now I weigh around 213 pounds, uh, which I think is a really big step from where I was um, in the beginning of the year. I was like, I was 224 pounds at the beginning of the year. Um, but I really would like to get under 200 pounds. That's my big goal right now. Measure you. Lorena Ramos has been receiving treatment at the Healthy Hearts Clinic at Children's Hospital in Oakland for a year. The program was started by a group of pediatricians in 2004 out of the realization that kids in the Bay Area were gaining weight at an alarming pace. Well, when I first became really concerned, I was a pediatrician working at a clinic in Livermore. And I got a phone call from the school nurse that said, I have a couple of kids that I'd like to refer to you because they're so overweight, they're actually not able to ride their tricycles. The CDC has been graphing uh, for the last 20 or 30 years the incidence of obesity and the prevalence of it throughout the U.S. It's like watching a, an alien invasion taking over the country. It's pretty scary. In 1980, one in six American adults was obese. By 2010, one in three adults had become obese. And as grown-ups became bigger, so did children. Today, fully one in six kids is obese, which doubles their risk of suffering from heart disease later in life. The crisis has prompted concern at the highest level. That's one of my big things. Let's Move is about kids eating healthy and moving and staying active. Individuals who have obesity from childhood have old vessels blood vessels in their heart even by the time they're in their 20s. And we're very worried that as these 20-somethings get into their 40s and 50s that we're going to have a real epidemic on our hands with heart disease. Today, heart disease is already the leading cause of death for men and women in the United States. The toll is staggering. Heart disease kills 600,000 Americans each year. That's the equivalent of three jumbo jets full of passengers crashing every day. And if teenagers continue to put on weight at the current rate, in 25 years, thousands more people could die each year. Many factors conspire to make kids obese and sick. Everything from a genetic predisposition toward diabetes, which people of Latino and Asian descent like Lorena have, to difficult family circumstances. And I think it was a combination of things. Eating foods that are unhealthy, lack of exercise, uh, watching too much TV. Um, also too, um, her father and I had separated before she had gained weight, and I think she was dealing with that emotionally by comforting herself with eating foods. This is a picture of Lorena and her father uh, at her preschool graduation, 
and um, she's a daddy's girl, you can see. Lorena's dad was overweight. Recently, he, he passed away, actually, uh, from health problems. Um, that's another thing, that's another reason why I'm so adamant uh, about her being healthy. We've, we've talked about this. You know, he was 35. Several years ago, uh, after some lab tests, she did come back as a warning for pre-diabetic, and that that was that was very hard on me. Pre-diabetes increase your risk for having diabetes. So for kids, they tend to develop what's called type two diabetes. Over time, you increase your risk for cardiovascular disease, whether it be heart attacks or strokes. As soon as I got that call from the doctor, all I could think about was her having to, to take insulin injections and um, lab tests and doctor visits, and nobody wants that for their, for their daughter. You guys can have a seat in those two chairs. I needed help, so that's when we started the Healthy Hearts program. So today's your seventh visit. Um, one more, right? Yeah. Okay. The goal of the program is to really prevent kids from developing diabetes and hypertension these kind of illnesses of adults. To really ensure lifelong good nutrition and physical activity. Nice throw, woo! The payoff from losing weight can be huge. Research has found that obese children who lose weight might eliminate their extra risk of suffering from diabetes and damaged blood vessels as adults. Nice. And studies have shown that heart disease can actually be reversed with diet and lifestyle changes. Research conducted by Marin County cardiologist Dean Ornish in the mid-1980s showed that a low-fat vegetarian diet coupled with stress management and exercise reversed heart disease for most participants. You know, I've been a veteran of many diet debates and so on, but there's a, a real convergence of what constitutes a healthy way of eating and living. And it's really eating as close as possible to food in its natural, unrefined form. Fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, and soy products. Lorena's first step to getting healthier was to reduce the amount of food she eats with the help of the clinic's nutritionist. I ate a lot of, I mean, a lot of rice with my meals, like at least a cup and a half with every meal. But now I only eat rice once or twice a day, maybe like half a cup to a cup with it. Lorena also became a vegetarian, motivated by her work at the clinic's community garden in North Oakland. There is some data out there that suggests garden, you know, community garden interventions can be helpful for increasing fruit and vegetable consumption for kids. And that's definitely one of our aims. But really, we also hope to really make the kids more aware about what the food environment is. See, in a bottle of Coke, it was more this morning, but it was like, it's usually up to here. That's how much sugar is in a whole bottle of Coke. I mean, that's why I don't drink soda. Yeah. So you want to just pull the ones out that are really close together so they can grow even more. We actually get up close. It's actually kind of a... At first, I didn't really want to do it, but my mom convinced me. So I'm really glad that she did because the garden's kind of like a big part of my life. So I brought home greens, okay. chives, okay. kale, collard greens, and beets. That's very good. Yeah, you know. I always like the uh, green. I feel like it's very fresh, everything. Yeah.
since I'm full vegetarian now, I'm forced to eat a lot more vegetables. Mm, cool. Mm -hmm. Just make sure, you know, you're vegetarian, you're still eating vegetables. With a vegetarian diet, a lot of times there's a compensation with extra cheese and, and they end up actually ironically introducing a lot more saturated fat. Yeah, like thing. when I get sandwiches at school, I ask for the veggie kind and they're like, oh, you want more cheese? Even at home, the temptation to eat badly is everywhere. Uh, things like this, like Nutella, I find it kind of hard to not eat it. That's a hazelnut spread. In two tablespoons, it has 11 grams of fat. It's my grandma's. It was like hidden for a while, so I didn't even know it was here. <laughs> I just found it not that long ago. If eating well can be difficult, getting enough exercise can be even more of a challenge. Hi, ladies. That's why patients of the Healthy Hearts Clinic meet with an exercise specialist. I heard you were pretty smart. Straight A's. Straight A's? OK, now, one thing we didn't do last time that I'd like to do today, if you're willing, is to do a fitness test. OK. Up, down. You can use your arms if you want. Swing them. Down. OK. Oh, OK. Go ahead and have a seat. Yeah. So that was that about a minute? That was exactly one minute. OK. So did your legs burn out? Kind of. Yeah, because your heart's, I know you got a lot more in your uh, lung capacity. So. After their session, exercise specialist Tess Barbieri reports the results to Lorena's pediatrician. She and her mom are not, have not gone to the 24-hour fitness that they were, had agreed to do. Okay. And we did uh, a step test. Now, I, oh, it had didn't she, go Had great. she done it before? No, she yeah. hadn't done it before. She did one minute instead of three, uh, okay. and she basically stopped when she wanted to. Mm -hmm. Later, we had her jump rope. Six, seven, eight, nine, fifty. Yes. Look at that was a piece of cake for you. Yeah, piece of cake, fifty jumps. Mm -hmm. So she's not in terrible shape. I think you really have to teach kids at a young age that movement is just a part of their lives. So when they enter the teenage years where I think fatigue sets in, but not true fatigue, it's just this desire not to move. And if they've never really moved before or that's been a part of something they do, it just hits harder. Did you ever play basketball? Yeah, I played basketball in third grade. Oh, and how'd you do? Um, I wasn't good at shooting, but... Yeah? But passing, I bet you were pretty decent. Passing and rebounding. Okay, that's a lot. Because of the schedules between her time with her father and I, it just made, made it difficult to find time for sports. And Lorena wanted to spend that time with her father, so, um, so the sports didn't really work out for us. I feel like it's my responsibility. I'm her mother, so I, if she asks me if, she, if we could go to the gym, I should be able to make time for it, which is what we're working on. Okay. You've gained a little bit of weight? Two and a half pounds. My guess is that you haven't, you know, have you, you haven't been going to the gym, and it sounds like you're not doing any other activity in the afternoons or on the weekends. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, that uh, we need to talk about ramping that up for sure. Okay. Were you surprised? Um, a little bit, because I thought I'd been doing good, but um, apparently not. Despite her weight increase, Lorena's pediatrician has good news for her. 
And I wanted to make sure I showed you this actually because um, I want you to see the big picture, which is pretty nice. And just to kind of recap, you know, the green zone is like perfectly healthy zone, you know, yellow zone is what we call sort of at risk, and then red zone would be where you're, you know, at higher risk for diabetes or, or elevated cholesterol. So when you started, which was about a year ago, you were right here. I plotted the last visit that you were here, which was actually down there. And that's a nice, that's a nice sharp curve. I mean, you know, you keep going in that direction and, you know, just a few years, you, you know, you'd be in the green zone, no problem. So that's great. But this is really good though, because I mean, it's progress. I want you to, I want you to hold on to that. Okay. Yeah. We usually follow them at our clinic for six months to a year. You know, we're not going to follow her through throughout the rest of her adolescence. And so the biggest, uh, the biggest goal is really to get her on the right path. I'm pretty optimistic that I could lose the next 10 pounds, but I'm a little bit worried about everything after that. And I'm really afraid of just gaining all the weight back because it has happened to me before. Public health experts agree that turning the tide on obesity will require more than personal determination. In order to change this epidemic, we need a movement. We need something as big as the um, anti-smoking campaign. Farmers were paid a lot of money to grow unhealthy food. And so when you go to a fast food restaurant, the cheaper calories are the ones that you get a lot more for your dollar when you eat the unhealthier foods. You know, I consulted with the CEO of McDonald's eight years ago. We were able to get them to put salads on the menu. The problem is because of these perverse subsidies, the salad is $6.95, the burger's 99 cents. Let's write our members of Congress. Let's demonstrate. Let's make a difference and say, wait a minute, we don't want the, the most unhealthy foods to get the most subsidies so they become the cheapest. We want the healthier foods. The First Lady of the United States. Mrs. Obama's movement is the beginnings of it. But I think it needs to be bigger and louder. You really just need to eat healthy and move. You really do. That that becomes the mantra. Go!